It's show 160 of the RIM Pro Report. This week, Ron Bush of DRD Information Management and the latest industry news. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. What I know is that the staff at O'Neill are committed to your success. Salespeople, management, technical support team, customer service, the research and development team, the coders, the, the developers, they're all working to support your RIM service business with great software. And if you want to learn more about them, you can hop on over to O'NeillSoft.com to do so. You know, some people say if you can't beat them, join them. I say, if you can't beat them, beat them because they will be expecting you to join them. So you'll have that element of surprise. Welcome to the RIM Pro Report. The one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Hustling with news, views, and the latest updates. This show is full of interesting information. So take notes. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Greetings and salutations, my friends. Welcome to this, our 160th show. I'm glad you're here. For a whole lot of people in North America, it's been a major freeze this last week. Stay warm, my friends. We're well into November now, and that means 2013 is almost done. So how are you? How are you planning to wrap up your year? I can't even believe how quickly this year has gone. I think it's maybe something about aging. The older I get, the the faster this all goes. And uh, I'm, I'm just blown away. It's already the, almost the middle of November. I'm about to get on a plane today to head across the pond or maybe more accurately across the North Pole to go to Amsterdam for the European Records and Information Management Conference hosted by Nade, Prism, and Arma. I'm looking forward to meeting and catching up with so many of my European friends. Uh, just for your information, on the first morning of the conference, I'm going to be interviewing three executives of leading room companies in Europe, asking them to share their perspectives on the state of affairs in Europe these days as it relates to records and information management services. So if you plan on being there, let's be sure to catch up. Hey, I'm excited to welcome Ron Bush to the show today. Ron is the founder of DRD Information Management based in Chesterton, Indiana, which is just east of Chicago. I've met Ron over the years, and I have to say is a great attitude and disposition, so I wanted to get to know him more, and so we're going to have him join us shortly. But before I get him on the line, let's get caught up on the latest industry news. It looks like it's been a relatively quiet week in the RIM world, but something's popped onto my radar screen that I want to share. Uh, looks like Allegheny has just launched a brand new hard drive shredder. The 12HD hard drive e-scrap shredder is powerful enough to shred two hard drives at a time. Uh, that looks like if you get the, the lower, the 7.5 horsepower version, but they've also got a 20 horsepower motor option. Uh, so uh, a new machine coming out from Allegheny. And this is cool. Nade just announced that Lieutenant Commander Rourke Denver, a Navy SEAL trainer, will keynote the Nade 2014 conference in Phoenix next April 4th to 6th. If you watch the movie Act of Valor, and I did, you'll have watched him in action as Rourke Denver um, in starring as himself in the movie. I, th I thought it was a really good movie, uh, a lot of action, and um, it'd be worth actually watching that movie before you go to the Nade conference next year to get a sense of who he is because uh, I can only imagine some of the insights he'll share will be pretty cool. You know what? And, th and that's all the news I've got right now. If you've got news you'd like to share, let me know. I'd love to pass it on. Alrighty, I'm going to get Ron Bush on the line. Hang tight while I do.
Ron Bush is the founder and owner of DRD Information Management based in Chesterton, Indiana. Ron, welcome to the RimPro Report. Hey, Tom. It's uh, it's really great to have you here. You and I have met over the years at uh, conferences and uh, never had much more than um, you know basic conversation. So I'm interested in your story. So let let's actually start with the company DRD Information Management. Tell me about the services you offer, your relative size, and and the area you service. Let's start with that. Excellent. We uh, well the the bottom line for DRD is we help businesses stay in business increase their profitability. Every business, regardless of industry or size, all of us have to keep records. Right. And we have to keep so many of them, and we have to keep them organized and available if, uh, in case of litigation or uh, any auditing, anything like that. So um, I guess you could say that, that one thing that's common with every business is in the records. It doesn't matter if you've got a, uh, I guess, a shoe repair shop or if you're uh, healthcare or financial services, you've got to keep keep your records. You've got to keep them safe from disaster. You've got to keep them secure from unauthorized viewing or access, and you've got to keep them available or accessible for authorized viewing. Uh, in cases like I just said, litigation right. or, or uh, audit. Right. We help businesses do that through record storage, document management, imaging, electronic records. Um, we. Uh, also do off-site data storage. And uh, if I could just walk through each one of those a little bit, when I say record storage, I mean paper or electronic, uh, various media such as film and tape. Document management is a whole host of things. It's, yeah. uh, it's organizing, categorizing. Uh, we like the buzzword or the, or the title taxonomy, but uh, it's categorizing, classifying those documents, uh, developing an inventory of what the business has what's important to keep or destroy, retention policies, procedures, archiving rules. The list just goes on and on. And while we do those services, we offer those services, we also offer consulting in that area. So if, if a business wants to do much of that themselves, I can come in on a consulting basis and help them streamline those, those processes. Wow. On the imaging wow. side, uh, we, uh, I guess usually it's called back, back file scanning. We we help our clients catch up to the current status, and then uh, and then what I like to do is to, to help them get poised or enable them to uh, to do it on their own, so to speak. I, I might sell them the appropriate scanner software, install the, those things for them, uh, train their employees. On the other hand, if they'd prefer, I I can do it. Uh, you know, keep doing it for them uh, as long as we're all around. I'm glad to do that too. The idea is we, we want to help our clients be more, um, I guess, more successful at what they do is the way to say it. Right. Well, that's, that's yeah, that's that's quite impressive. So it's a, it, you're really covering all facets of information management support, it sounds like, uh, with the focus on making sure your clients get the results they want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, I, I said you're in Chesterton, Indiana, but uh, where is that and what's your service area? What, where are you, how, how wide of coverage do you have? G give me a sense of that. Well, um, we, uh, Chesterton, Indiana is actually our mailing address for security reasons. Uh, and you'll find in our conversation, security is probably the biggest hot button I've got, hmm. whether it's physical security or cyber security. 
Um, we are actually located in Portage in an industrial park. Oh, okay. Um, I like that because all the warehouses pretty much look alike. Uh, and I'm, I'm fairly nondescript. We, uh, we maintain a, uh, a locked facility 24-7. All our employees have national background checks on them, and and we take security very seriously because we cover all the different industries and compliances and issues. Yeah. But we're 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 located about an hour outside of downtown Chicago. Oh, so okay. our our market stretches on the on the west from Chicagoland, which we're part of from Chicago, all the way on the east to Fort Wayne. Um, we've got clients as far south as Lafayette and. Uh, a couple of uh, have approached us from Indianapolis, and we we may wind up going there. The the beauty of electronic records, once you and we are an imaging service bureau, we do a lot of conversion from paper to electronic records. Once you've got them digitized, anywhere in the world, so yeah, yeah, location really isn't all that important. Yeah, oh, that's great. So, what does DRD stand for? Tell me a little bit about your name. <laughs> well, uh, that's kind of a a humorous thing on me. Some have uh, have actually come up with uh, with great names. Uh, one in particular is Document Retrieval and Destruction. I wish I'd thought of that. Hmm. Um, another one, uh, Disaster Record, and then usually they get stuck with a D. Just to complicate it, my wife's name is Dorian and my son's name is David, so some think it's Dorian, Ron, and David. It, it's not. Um, <laughs> It's actually diversified research and development, and it's an LLC. It's a limited liability company. So here's the, the logic at the time. <laughs> yeah. What I wanted was a company that was diversified in the products and services that we offered our clients, constantly researching to help them continue to develop their businesses. Hmm. Now, if you're going to name a business, that is the worst way to approach it that I know of. <laughs> and... and if you ever want to name one, don't come to me. Most people can't spell diversified, and they can't type all of that without making a typo, including me. So if you don't do that. Oh, uh, Ron, I, I, I love your honesty. That's hilarious. <laughs> do not name your company like I did, but DR, DRD stands. So let's then go back, because at some point you decided to name this company. So Tell me a little bit about the birth story of this company. You got in this business in 2004, I noticed, uh, in your, uh, in, on your website, I think it was. What was the catalyst that you had to build this kind of business? Why did you get into this kind of business thinking from a diversified uh, research development perspective? Whatever was, whatever was happening in your mind, you decided to get into this business and sell these services. Give me a sense of that story. Well... We go back two years earlier, 2002. Yeah. Um, Dorian and I are updating our wills. Uh, our attorney's uh, been a good friend of ours for years. And so I, uh, I went to his office to take him to lunch. And uh, he gave me a tour of his office. Had this huge file room. Yeah. Just ringed with file cabinets, boxes of files on top of the cabinets, went up to the ceiling. And I, I just said the obvious, man, you got a lot of files here. And so he said, uh, well, this is nothing. I've got a couple of storage units, and they are completely full. I, I wish I had uh, someone local I could trust that could help me manage this, because sometimes it takes all day just to find a file. Hmm. And I thought, well, you know, there ought to be someone that does that kind of work. Now, um, I, I love to research. I, uh, you notice research is in the, the name of the company. Yeah. If, uh, if I suppose, you know, paths had gone a different way, I probably would have become a researcher. Uh, because I love to do that. So 
for the next year, I started out doing research, discovered there was a, an entire industry devoted to doing just what my attorney needed done. So um, I spent a year doing the business plan, finding out what I needed to know, discovered I'd done most of that stuff for other people, uh, the skills, the, the competencies. So uh, within a year, I was ready to start the business. Uh, July 19, 2004 is the day we opened. And was was your lawyer your first client? He was indeed. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so did so you you said you took a year to research this and figure it out. But what you, you said you had done this for other people. What kind of experience had you had that that even gave you a framework to do this? Because the the record storage business, uh, despite being a relatively boring business in some respects, you know, it's a box on a shelf. It takes some, it takes capital, it takes acumen, it takes this sense of understanding, um, you know, putting, uh, leveraging capital and buildings and racking and all this kind of stuff. And, and so how, how did you, based on where you'd come from, what, what was the connection or was it just the uh, entrepreneurial uh, determination? Well, there's definitely a, um, a portion of that is entrepreneurial determination. Mm-hmm. You don't start a business uh, in today's climate or 10 years ago or probably 100 years ago without some of that. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was about 50 at the time. Um, I'd had previous career, uh, careers in IT back when they still called it data processing. Right. I'd been a, a financial planner with my own practice. I had left the financial planning field to go back to school and finish my undergrad uh, as well as complete a master's. And so... I've got a, a Bachelor of Science, by the way, in Management of Human Resources, Master of Arts in Education. That led me to a decade of working for nonprofits and developing both infrastructure and departments in fundraising, hmm. um, getting into plan giving and major gifts. The bottom line is I'd worked for enough different types of companies by the, the time I was 50 where I'd really been exposed to all kinds of different things. Financial pr- planning brought me... Uh, the uh, the ability to work with with figures and, and money and right. project out right um, fundraising gave me the ability to talk to people uh, to deal with complicated issues like trust and things like that I had already been exposed to um, uh, record centers and record uh, departments or file departments where you have to request a file and then wait for the file to right. be brought to yeah you. yeah um, I'd worked in uh, in areas where uh, in financial services, where the the hoops you have to—I mean, HIPAA gets a lot of press right now, and rightly so for all the compliance issues. But financial services has been dealing with that for decades. Hmm. So um, it, that those kind of things, compliance issues, all that stuff—none of that was new to me. Right. Okay. Um, it was just a matter of, uh, uh, well, it, it was a matter of taking all that I'd been exposed to in all those years, bringing it together. Plus, I was motivated. I was. Uh, my wife and I have been married, well, we were married in 82, so 30, 31 years. <laughs> doing wow. math in my head quickly. Uh, 31 years, uh, but we didn't have our, our first and only son, our only child, until 17 years into the marriage. So um, my son was just a baby at the time, and I had reached a, a, a place career-wise where I traveled like you. I traveled all the time. Uh, some years, uh, I can remember being gone 48 weeks out of the year. Wow. Now, I had cut that down to between 20 and 30 by the time he came along, but it, I was still gone a lot. Yeah. I didn't want to be an absentee father. Yeah. And so I was open to some sort of change that would keep me 
if not home all the time, at least most of the time, and give me a little more control over it, which meant that I had to own the business. So, so when well, when you got this started, did did you feel like in a way you had come home to something despite all these I, I remember Steve Jobs in a, uh, a speech he gave at one point said looking back the dots don't necessarily all connect at the time but looking back when you find that sense of of being in the right place it feels like all the dots then matter definitely yeah and Jobs had a, a you know he was a thinker among yep. among many things I don't know that I'd have wanted Steve Jobs is my next door neighbor, right, but right. he probably found fault with me. Right. But for the the place he had in life, gosh, what a what a great mind and, and a great personality. I, I think he's exactly right and right on to it. I, I like to joke, um, you know, first off on being gone that I was afraid one day I'd come home, go down into the kitchen for a midnight stack, and my son would call the police for a strange man being in the house <laughs> because I was gone all the time. Yeah, but I. But but you're right. I was gone. Um, I was gone a lot, learning all facets of of what I would la- later use. Yeah. I, someone told me early on, and I can't bring it up right now who it was. They said nothing's ever wasted. No, no. The education. Well, I don't use those degrees. One's management of human resources. That's the Bachelor of Science. The Master's is, is in education. I certainly have never taught or been a, a school principal, but the education itself. Gosh, I use that every day. Yeah, all the time. So let let's dig into a little bit of your journey. What you know, in terms of the last ten years since you started, and I realize it was two years earlier that the the story begins. Um, what service are you obviously started with record storage? How soon before you started adding other things? Or give give me a little bit, just a, a brief glimpse of sort of the story over the last ten years. Because when you describe your business today, I mean you got everything going on. You're selling stuff. You're consulting. You're you got record storage, data protection, scanning and imaging. You you do everything in the rim field. But what what was some of the 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 sort of critical highlights in the journey over the last ten years? Well. Remember my background and covered IT. Yeah. So I'd always been been wired on on the computer side or the data side. Got it. Yeah. So I was a guy that, um, you know, I scanned as soon as I could. I had the stuff, the 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 ability to buy the equipment. I had my tax record scanned. Hmm. I I just believed in that. Hmm. Um, I can't can't remember. Uh, I mean, I'm I bought a, an Apple II Plus. I don't know how many years. Whenever they first came out. Um, I bought an IBM PC when it first came out, used it in the business in the, in the financial planning arena. I've always been with the latest technology. Cool. So when I started the business, I already knew we have to do electronic records. We just have to keep too many, and we have to, we have to keep them for the right amount of time, not too long, not too short, uh, almost like Goldilocks. You know, yeah. It's got to be just right. Just right. And uh, and anyone who's ever worked in an office knows the ARMA statistics on lost documents and duplicate records. They're true. Electronic records just make sense. But in 2004, that wasn't all that acceptable. Right. So you're right. Um, I started with record storage preaching <laughs> electronic records. I, I didn't have too many converts uh, in 2004 or five, but they started to come on board, hmm. six and seven and and, and slowly started building up that side of the business. Um, my my uh, attorney that, that was the first, uh, the first client kind of led the way in, in, uh, in some respects. He's one of my first attorneys to go electronic. 
Wow. Done imaging for him. But he does a lot of his own imaging now. He uploads his own stuff. Once you train people and you show them how valuable this stuff is, all of a sudden you get folks that start talking to other folks in their circles of influence, and now they help you. Right. Um, One of the milestones you mentioned, milestones, was, uh, you know, the first few clients I got were small um, physician practices, small legal uh, offices, uh, uh, attorney offices, or um, uh, practices, what I was trying to think of. But in 2005, I had a hospital come on board, hmm. and that that changed everything. I went from small oh, companies yeah. of 20 yeah. employees of less to a, now a company with 1,000 employees. And uh, all of a sudden, um, that was a major turning point for me. The, the next one, um, I think, was uh, when my son was old enough um, to, uh, you know, little by little things things happen. It's always one step at a time. Yeah. My son at first uh, goes to school. Well, now my wife can start coming in and, and helping with different parts of the business. And he gets reaches an age where now he can stay home by himself when he returns from school. Well, now um, Dorian can come in and help all the time. So my wife coming on full-time has certainly been a, a another milestone for me. Having a, um, someone that... Uh, a, I can trust. I can trust yeah. her judgment yeah. and trust her. But I know she's got the the, uh, the business at heart, and me as well. That freed me from a lot of the administrative stuff and, and freed me to, to concentrate more on business development, which helped me not only bring on new clients, but also new products and services. Oh, cool. So what what have been some of the obstacles to stability and growth in in over the years, what what have been some of those sort of hard things that you have discovered in this business? Other than the recession of 2009, when I turned five years old, you know the old uh, that was the old uh, adage. Yeah, um, you know, at most I think it's 94 percent of businesses that fail fail by the time they're five years old. I turned five in the in the worst recession, <laughs> the recession. Since, uh, since the Great Depression. I, I guess you know. It, Maybe I should start here. You, um, the old saying that problems really are opportunities. Yeah. You just have to look at them correctly. I think, I think that's where you have to start. Um, you know, growth, my, my first milestone was, was the growth, and, and we've got growth now. We've spent all year, that would be the next milestone, uh, moving into larger facilities. We've doubled our warehouse space. We've quadrupled our office space. Uh, we've upgraded uh, all of the... Uh, well, in the new office space, we've got SACS, uh, CAT6 cabling, and we've upgraded all the um, hardware, all the IT equipment, I mean, scanners, you name it, wow. and it's new, and it's the, the latest and best. Um, so I think that, that probably growth, uh, first off on the first milestone with the hospital, growing in a controlled fashion, um, one of the things that, that people use us for is peace of mind. Hmm. It's, yeah. it's trusting us to keep their records safe, secure, and accessible to them anytime they need, and that's a tall order. Yeah, um, yeah. We do it better than, than our clients do, or they wouldn't use us. Um, we do it better than, than anyone I know, and that's uh, probably the wrong thing to say in, a, in an interview, but you know, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I'm sure every, everyone in the industry that hears that is going to say, no, he doesn't do it better than me. I do a better job, and that's the way it should be. Right. Everyone, if you know, if if you're mediocre, you shouldn't be doing it. Right. Let somebody else right. down the road do it. Yeah. So I I think um, 
I think the first issue is is learning to grow at a uh, at a stable and a and a uh, I guess a, a thought through pace that that's hard to learn and it's hard to do. It's awkward to 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 try to grow on the one hand and put the brakes on on the other. So it, it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. 2009 I mentioned was a real challenge. Um, many of our clients were hurting then, and and those that weren't directly affected financially, they were fearful of where things were going. I uh, I felt that that we were were there to to provide stability and calm where we could, and, uh, and with the exception of two clients that dissolved their practices, um, I had one client that had just an attorney that had just started a, her own practice and moved back into her house. Those are the only three clients I've ever lost. Wow. Two of them out of business, and the other one moved back home. They all stuck with me. They That's all. Cool. Uh, it was just a, a great time, and it gave me an opportunity, you know, to develop a deeper relationship with clients. Yeah, relationships are important in every facet of life, and uh, and they're extremely important in business. So you you talked about sort of getting started. You talked about the recession, and that obviously changed things. But your you know the the world has changed even in the last five years since the recession. How how are you seeing? Uh, and experiencing the world today in terms of selling and growing your business than it was in your early days, say, up to the recession? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I think back, talking about the recession, uh, I can't remember who it was, but some reporter on television was saying that watching the news at that particular time was like watching history on steroids. Hmm. Um, it, I think <laughs> since 2009, it has continued to be that way. It, it is literally one change after another. There's not a day that goes by. It seems like there's not major changes going on in something that we do. Um, HIPAA and high tech. Yeah. You name it. There's just uh, new things on a daily basis, and throw technology into the mix. Um, <laughs> and you really got some some challenges. I think that on that side, um, you know, maybe that's what we get paid for. We're not a self storage unit with employees. We're we're a, a information management company, and we're here to, to help our clients uh, bear that load, if you will. Mm. Uh, we're here to, to educate them and train them. So part of what we do is just keeping up with all the changes and communicating them. Um, people are people. Um, there's, there's not a lot different in people today than there was five or ten years ago. Let me give an example. I'll never do brain surgery. Right. But I can keep patients' files safe and secure and accessible for that surgeon right. so that when he or she needs it, they have it when they need it. I'm not going to save that life, but I can help the person who does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll never defend anybody in court, but I can keep that client's uh, record safe so that when he needs it or she needs it, they can defend that client the way they need to be defended. Um, and I can help them understand what they need to do to, to stay compliant if they have those issues. And honestly, everybody does. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think, you know, the old saying, the, the more things change, the more they stay the stay same. Stay the same, yeah. I, yeah. I think there's a lot of that. Hmm. So what do you absolutely love about this business? What what gets you up every morning and what what excites you and what drives you to keep at it? Well, several things. First, I love to learn. I love to read. And, uh, boy, there's plenty of that to go around just to stay up with things. But I more than anything else, I love helping people succeed. I, lo- I believe that businesses help people be productive and serve a purpose. In a free market, that's 
the only business that lasts is the one that is productive in serving their, their constituents or their, their customers. Right. By helping them succeed, I not only add to the value of my employees' lives, but I add to their clients, to their employees' lives. Oh, that's fabulous. Um, I just, uh, it, it's, it's what does excite me. Yeah. And it is what gets me up. Oh, that's cool. So what what have been in your business the major things that you would attribute that that have supported your growth and development? What what would you uh, suggest are are the critical elements that have made it work for you? Well, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say being blessed by God, by my wife, uh, the best employees and clients. But after that, staying involved in the changes. I mentioned before that I love to research and I love to read and learn. This industry does require that, and staying abreast of all the stuff we've talked about is is vital. Part of that is belonging to the right associations and staying active in in those. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, if you look at my website, I'm in AIM, ARMA, PRISM, DPA, Data Privacy Association. I'm in quite a few others. I'm in local associations and local, I guess, organizations as well, chambers and what have you, but. But in our industry, there's a there's a place for every piece of information, and uh, and those four that I mentioned, AIM, ARMA, and DPA, and, and Prism, they're just vital to me. Right, right. Oh, that's great. So um, that association stuff, because I, in one of the places that I continue to see you is at those different events, and I'm aware of your involvement in those. So, um, how do you take what you learn there? Because it seems to me like you're this you're this sponge of information and knowledge, and you suck that in at all of this the reading you do, the learning you do, and you've said your job is to help people succeed and help them uh, carry that load and make sure they know that that you're on top of it. How do you how do you take that information and pass it on to your prospects and clients? What what mechanism do you use to do that? Well, actually, maybe my maybe my education. Um, in uh, in the area of education helps me here because I mm. believe strongly in communication, so I do it in every way imaginable. Um, first off, um, the uh, you communicate. Now let me let me step back a moment. It, it all begins with relationships. You can you can tell people what they need to do, but if you don't have a relationship, why would they listen to you? Right. You, you you do need to to know what you're talking about. But you communicate through, uh, uh, well, through the relationship. Sometimes that's uh, that's not as solid as others. In other words, I've got clients that are that I can stop by and clients I need to make appointments with. But then we spend time together. I take them to lunch or what have you. I try to visit clients on a on a pretty regular basis. But but sometimes you don't. I do a lot right. of workshops and I do uh, I do a, a lot of speaking and some consulting. And so now uh, it's a different. Format it may be uh, uh, it may be using PowerPoint or it may be using uh, GoToMeeting and it may be using uh, you know some sort of electronic way of communicating mm. but it's it's always always requires uh, a relationship. Yeah, you speak at a lot of events and you have a great way of of uh, getting to know the audience. You know who you're talking to. You know what's important to them and and that's the first part of being a good speaker. It's also the first part of building a relationship. Right. Right. Who, who, who the person you're talking to is and, and how you can help them, how you can serve them, whatever's right. appropriate. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, 
I because I, I, I appreciate you know as I listen to you and and hear you talk about it that that sense that really what you're trying to do is serve your clients and serve the, your potential prospects but uh, critical in that process is sucking in that great information that you can then turn around and share and I I believe I mean it, it, as you know from from our, our relationship and our experience over the years I, I love teaching it to me, teaching it and educating as a marketing tool is such a powerful device. Um, and as a client, you know, as a client retention strategy, the more you teach, the more they stay. The more you, they stay, the more you teach, and and it becomes a symbiotic relationship. And it sounds like you, you have done that very effectively. Um, as you look in the horizon, though, do you, do you have any intuition? I, I know you're a tech guy in your heart, um, and you know there's all these other things that technology, IT background really um, shows up. But do you, if if I were to give you a crystal ball, and and knowing the crystal ball didn't say anything, it was just your brain and your intuition. Where where do you think this is all going? This greater rim industry. I think uh, I think we're marching towards. Uh a great need of cybersecurity. All our clients need it, and the more information we have, either in our warehouses or in our databases or in the cloud for them, wherever it is, we have that need. Right. Um, that's, I, I mentioned earlier my hot button is security, and that's, yeah. um, you've got to keep the information safe. Um, cybersecurity has been the, the biggest growth industry that I can think of in the last decade, it is going to continue to just explode for the foreseeable future. Right. And that's where I think once you've got information, you've got to protect it. Yes, you have to keep it safe from disaster, and you've got to keep it accessible, but you've got to protect it from unauthorized viewing, and that's cybersecurity most of the time. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a huge one, and it becomes evident every day. Um, again, watching and listening to the news, that's that sometimes becomes the most scary part of this whole digital world we live in is that that security of information and the security of those records. So I, I'm glad you said that. So it, it definitely is the old uh, you know the old adage that, that lots keep honest people honest. Well, that's true, and it's uh, it's a good reminder for for the physical side of security. But once you've got it digitized. You're not just talking about honest people being honest that are located near you. Hackers can get into you from Russia, from China, from any place around the globe, and they are on a different time zone than you, so it's a 24-7 effort, Yeah, and, uh, and it really is something to, to, to consider. Yeah. Well, Ron, I wish we had a lot more time because I'm really enjoying this conversation, but in, in order to sort of um, you know, keep within the time constraints that we generally promise people. I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tr try and bring this to a conclusion, but I, I, I have a question that I ask everybody every, every time I talk to them. And it, it's really not about, um, using hindsight as 2020, but it's kind of that. And because my intention with this is to help other people as they hear your story to learn from it. And so the question is this, if you could go back to 2004, when you started DRD and give yourself advice Coming from all you know today, what advice would you give yourself? What what kind of things would you tell yourself in order to either be more effective, to be more successful, to grow more effectively, whatever it is? What advice would you give yourself? Well, that's a great question. 
without wading into the details, I would say, really, it, it's just get ready for a great adventure because mm. that's what this has been. It's, a, it's always great to learn. It's always great to, to help others and serve others. Um, this is the, the kind of business that you've got to do both and you've got to do it consistently. Um, it, has been, it has been one great ride starting this from the very first customer, the very first client to uh, the one that I signed yesterday. Um, it's just it's great to, to meet all the different people. Uh, it, is, it is the richest experience I can think of outside of you know, being a husband and father and all the other great relationships we have that, yeah. that should come first if we prioritize right. My clients wow. are, are just as close to me as, as they can be. It's a great experience. Yeah, that's a that's such a wonderful answer, Ron. I I appreciate your heart. Um, I like I said we, when we started, we 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 communicated you know back and forth over the years at conferences and met, but uh, it's it's really cool to hear that sort of passion for uh, for helping people and, and really that that uh, service mindset that you bring to it. Um, one one of the things I I I've noted about you recently is that um, you're doing some work with Brightstone Consulting as well, and you're so you're helping other record centers and rim providers. Is that true? That's uh, that's entirely true. Yeah. Brightstone, you know, I'll give you a little history. Um, when I first started, I mentioned Prism. I actually joined Prism before I started the business. I I joined Prism and uh, and went to their um, um, their conference. Uh, I can't remember where it was. Southern California somewhere, and they were uh, partnering with Nade that year. Yeah, that so was San Diego. That was San Diego. That's right. That's yep. right. Yep. And, um, and so um, I met Jim Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim has been, well, he's the epitome to me of, of what an association leader should be. He, uh, he led PRISM for 10 years. Um, I learned, well, Jim knows everything about the business and anything he doesn't know, he knows where to go for it. He's just a, a brilliant man and a great guy. Um, I've been in, uh, active in PRISM all this time, and then uh, at uh, one of the uh, security conferences, um, might have been the one in Chicago, but I'm not sure now which one it was, um, he mentioned that he was uh, he felt it was time to, uh, to uh, leave PRISM and uh, time for someone else to take over and, and take it to the next level. And that's the way Jim thinks. But when he told me he was going to be starting Brightstone Consulting, and I and I started looking at all the the people he was attracting. Uh, he's got John Becker in imaging, and he's got uh, Tom Dumas in uh, uh, the HIPAA man. Uh, he's just got some great folks that he's assembled together. And again, I mentioned the, my work in the cybersecurity side of things. He asked me if I would uh, would be willing to come on board for that. Now, the last year I've had to I've had to step back a little bit simply because um, of the, the growth, the expansion we've experienced yeah. here. But uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to next year to be in uh, uh, full full force, and uh, they just do a great job. They are definitely the, the leaders in, in the consulting industry for our industry, for the records information uh, management industry, for the RIM industry. Yeah, very cool. Well, Ron, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for telling us more about your experience, and and uh, it's been great hearing it. Uh, continued success. I know, uh, based on what you've said, that lots of good things on the horizon. So I, I want to wish you well, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure.
good stuff. Special thanks to Ron for joining us today. I, you know, I really liked his concept of growing at a stable pace. Uh, that that's a sentence he made about growing and breaking at the same time. I, I really love that. That's that's a great way to think about stable growth. Uh, I, and I, I I gotta say I love his perspective. He's got such a such a good view of this business. Uh, and I, I think he articulated it so well. So I, I hope you enjoyed it. It was great, really good to to have him on the show today. And thanks again for joining us. And I really want to say a special thanks to O'Neill Software, our exclusive show sponsor. O'Neill's been in the rim business an awful long time. In fact, it was over 30 years ago, their software became the first commercially available software for the record storage industry. Uh, Tim O'Neill and uh you know, really believed that there was something that he could offer. And, and David Holt, who is now the CEO, uh, joined him a long time ago. And they've been, you know, as a team and with a whole bunch of other people in their organization making great software to lead this industry. And what I, I think is so cool about them is that spirit of innovation that got them started is what continues to this day with the company. So if you're interested, you can check them out yourself at O'NeillSoft.com. We'll be back next week with some cool new interviews for you. Have a good week. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Inc. Join us again soon.